Well, friends, it's great to have you as we start Lent. We got a little rocky start Wednesday with Ash Wednesday, but I hope you were able to participate online. And I'm certainly grateful for your presence here today as we begin a Holy Lent called From Empty to Full. We're so glad you're here too. I just want to remind you, you can always check in on the mobile app. That's a great way if you're on uh, Facebook or certainly on BoxCast, we'd love for you to do that. If you're on the church website, you can always click and check in right there on the website. And man, on the website, there's a great opportunity for you to connect with chat and get connected with scripture. It's always great to know that you're with us. So I hope that you'll check in and I certainly hope that you'll connect with us so that we can be in relationship with you. Well, man, it was cold this past week, wasn't it? Man, you can see what's still left even here as we prepare our time together. But I, I found this past week kind of fascinating, right? Because my hunch is you are ready for whatever freedom's coming your way, right? I mean, I can't even imagine what some of you were going through. I know in my own case, we were ready for freedom to get out of the house. We were ready for freedom for warmth, right? From the cold. Uh, some of you, unfortunately, I know had water concerns as well. And I'm just so sorry that that's going on. Please know that we want to be of help to you if anything, any way we can. So be sure to check in with us if you need assistance in any way. But that freedom, and when you finally got it, and I hope you found some of it, whether the freedom from the cold or freedom from the water concerns or, or just getting out of your house, freedom is this amazing gift, isn't it? And I don't know about you, but you had to get creative and a little practical in how you dealt with what that looked like, right? I don't know about you, but every time the power came back on, we were scrambling to go do something or we were trying to make things possible because we never knew how long it would be. We had to get practical and we had to literally practice what we were doing. It's funny because as I reflect on what we went through this past week, it reminded me a little bit in terms of freedom about the spiritual practice of fasting. Fasting is this phenomenal spiritual practice that has often been left aside because it kind of gets a bad rap. But I want to suggest to you today and over the next many weeks throughout the season of Lent where we're going to go from empty to full, that the spiritual practice of fasting is an amazing gift for freedom's sake, all kinds of freedom's sake, freedom for a relationship with God, freedom from the bondage to materialism and stuff, Freedom from self-absorption. Freedom to discover God's desires and dreams for your life. You see, I believe fasting gives us the powerful possibility for a connection with God and freedom for that relationship for God in all that we do. And we've got a great example of it in Jesus himself. You know, in most cases, when we begin the season of Lent, we start with Jesus's uh, wilderness experience where he's tempted in the wilderness. Uh, three of the Gospels recorded, and Matthew's Gospel has a powerful rendering of it that I want to share with you today, and it involves Jesus fasting for freedom. Here's what it sounds like. In the beginning of the fourth chapter, it, we're, we hear these words. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. 
Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command His angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, As it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all of the kingdoms of the world in their splendor. And he said to him, All these I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. Well, I love that story on so many levels, and we could certainly spend a lot of time about Jesus's temptations, but I want to focus on the way in which Jesus's fasting helped him to overcome those temptations. I love how this passage starts. It says, the Spirit led him into the wilderness, and there Jesus fasted for 40 days and for 40 nights. And I believe, and I hope you will believe, that that fasting and that spiritual preparation gave him the strength to overcome the temptations that the tempter offered to him. I mean, look at the freedom Jesus gained for his ministry. Look at the freedom he gained to do the powerful things that he would do to help make salvation possible. I believe Jesus realized then and there how powerful the gift of the spiritual practice of fasting is. He entered into it for 40 days and for 40 nights. It gave him freedom. It gave him strength. It gave him connection with God, and it gave him the discerning capacity to make wise choices. I mean, man, when you think about it, I'm convinced that it was Jesus's fasting that gave him the ability to overcome the temptations to food. You can well imagine he was very hungry after 40 days for, to overcome the temptation of power to know that he could have had all kinds of power, but his fasting gave him strength to overcome that temptation. And ultimately, he, he could have given allegiance over to the tempter, but rather because of his fasting and the spiritual strength that gained him, he was able to overcome even that and commit himself to God. And notice what God did. God came and took care of him after he did what the power of fasting gave him to do. Friends, I want to talk to you about fasting today because I believe it gains us such power and such capacity that we wouldn't otherwise have. And during the season of Lent over these next 40 days, I'm going to invite you and me and all of us into fasting so that we can gain these great gifts that it offers to us. And they are indeed powerful. So here's what I want to do first. I want to talk about what fasting is not and then I want to talk about what it is and how it is we can do it over the next many weeks because Jesus sets the greatest example for us in what he does in the wilderness. So let's talk about what fasting is not. First of all, fasting is not punishment or penance or purposeless self-denial. Now, I know for some of us, that's how we grew up, right? We were told, golly, we got to suffer because Jesus suffered. We've got to deny ourselves because Jesus denied himself. Well, I'm here to suggest to you, friends, I don't care what you learned. I don't care who taught you that. But there is no scriptural evidence that fasting is about suffering. Fasting is not about a penance or, or punishment either. Fasting is a powerful opportunity to gain spiritual connection and gain this relationship with God. So I want to give us a simple definition of fasting. Christian fasting, quite literally, is a voluntary denial of something 
for a specific time for a spiritual purpose. I want you to write that down. If you've got the app, tap on it. It'll give you the answers. If you're taking notes, write that definition down. It is a voluntary denial of something for a designated time or specific time for a spiritual purpose. Now, this becomes important because it will gain for us the way we ought to be fasting in the days that lie ahead. Now, look, this spiritual purpose is the most important component of it. That's what Jesus was doing in the wilderness. He needed spiritual strength. He needed spiritual sustenance. He needed connection with God, and he needed to recognize that he would solely rely on God to overcome all of the setbacks that the tempter was trying to give to him. So he gave up something voluntarily for a specific time for a spiritual purpose. Now, I want to talk to you about some um, reasons why we fast, because these reasons become tremendously helpful. But before I do, I just want to say, look, I'm going to give you five ways or reasons that we ought to fast. But if you'll go to tmumc.org fast, man, we're going to give you 40 reasons why you ought to fast. Every one of them spiritual, every one of them biblical, every one of them to help us grow in a relationship with Jesus. So let's talk about some of these reasons why we want to fast. So Jesus gave us the first reason that we want to fast, which quite literally is freedom from bondage, freedom from bondage to materialism or even consumerism, right? We, we often feel like we've got to consume stuff, that we've got to be a part of something that isn't necessarily ours. Jesus had every opportunity for that with the temptations, right? The food and the power uh, and the allegiance. He could have been enslaved to any of that stuff, but he chose freedom from that bondage through fasting. Paul tells us the apostle, this powerful image in his letter to the church at Galatia, he just literally says, look, for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and don't any longer be submitted to a yoke of that slavery. You see, fasting at its core is about freedom. It's about gaining freedom for life and freedom for the gift that God has for us. And I pray that will be your gift in the days that lie ahead. The second reason we fast, Jesus likewise gave us the example, is we, we get strength for the journey. It was quite a journey in the wilderness, wasn't it? And Jesus knew that if he didn't fast, he would lose the strength that he needed in order to gain his capacity. So I want to encourage you to consider fasting as a form of strength. Now, way back in the Old Testament, uh, there was a woman named Esther. A whole book is written after her. And she was taking up for her people, the Hebrews, uh, the king which whom she had a relationship with was literally trying to uh, her harm the Hebrews, but she needed to go to him and tell him how wrong he was. So guess what she did? She ordered a fast. Esther chapter 4 tells us this quite literally. Go gather the Jews to be found in Susan. Hold a fast on my behalf, neither eat nor drink. Three days, she asked them, night or day, and I myself and my maids will fast as well. And after that, I'll go to the king. And though it's against the law, if I perish, I perish. She had strength from the fast to go do what took great courage and great power because she'd done a fast, you see. We gain great strength through the fast. Third thing we gain from fasting is commitment. It helps us to know that we can be fully committed to God. And that's what Jesus did. But we also have an Old Testament example of this fast for the commitment. Some of you will recall it from your childhood days. If you ever learned the story of Daniel and the lion's den, well, golly, it started before the lion's den. 
In the very first chapter of the book of Daniel, he's, he's called into the king's household and, and they're given the opportunity, all of the king's feasts and all of the king's rations. But Daniel says, along with his three buddies, look, I'm going to be on a, a fast, if you will. He didn't call it that, but he just said, for the next 10 days, I'm just going to eat vegetables and water and see if we won't be stronger, if I myself won't be more committed to my God and sure enough, we now have what we call the Daniel fast, which is vegetables and water. And it helps gain commitment to the God who gives us strength. Now, in addition to these three, one of the primary reasons we fast is for relationship. Relationship with our true love. Relationship with Jesus, relationship with God, relationship with the one who gives us life. And this is the greatest gift God offers to us. One of the most profound texts in all of the New Testament, in the Gospels in particular, comes to us in Luke's Gospel. It's in the second chapter, and we rarely ever read it, because what we remember in Luke chapter 2 is the birth narrative, right? Jesus is born, and the angels, and the, and the shepherds, and all that, and then we forget the rest of the chapter. But at the very end of, the chap of Luke chapter 2, we hear a powerful story of a woman named Anna. She's 84 years old, and she's been waiting at the temple for the Messiah. Verse 37 tells it this way. She's now 84. She's a widow. She's never left the temple, but she worships God with fasting and prayer day and night because she's looking for a relationship with the Messiah. She's looking for a relationship with the person, the only person who can give her real and true life. This is the gift of fasting. One last way I want to re remind us of why we want to fast and that quite literally is for discernment. Throughout Scripture, this is the most common reason that people fast, is they want to make wise decisions. They want to make good choices. And so a fast helps us to focus on God, helps us to rely on God, and helps us to listen for what God is doing. One of the best examples of this is in the first century church, in the book of Acts in the 13th chapter, in, in the church at Antioch. Um, they're gathered together. They're trying to figure out how to move the church forward. And we're told quite literally in verse 3, 2 and 3, uh, man, they were worshiping God and fasting. The Spirit came to them and told them to set apart Barnabas and Paul. And when they did that, quite literally after that, they fasted and prayed and they laid their hands on them and they sent them off. You see, the fasting helped them to discern who to choose, Barnabas and Paul, and helped them to discern where they were going to send them on their missionary journeys to help promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, friends, this is the gift of fasting. There's at least five reasons I can share with you today. There's 40 more at tmumc.org fast, and all of them are for spiritual purposes to help our relationship with God. See, Jesus got it. He understood fully what this was about and what it meant to Him, what it would mean to us, and how it would challenge us this day in particular to discover freedom freedom from all those things that bind us up, freedom from those things that sometimes collect us so together that we, we think they're what we want. We think that they'll gain us either fame or fortune or notoriety or, or fullness. And far too often all they've done is empty us out and prevent us from finding the fullness that we can find in a relationship with God and in a connection with Jesus Christ. Now, for centuries, Food was the only thing that people fasted from. 
But in modern times, what we've discovered is there's all kinds of things we can fast from. So I wanna real quickly issue you uh, three opportunities or three ways that you can fast. And hopefully you'll be able to discover one of these will help you in a spiritual connection with God. So let's talk about those three ways. The first and the most common is of course food. And the deal with food is you can fast from any, any food, right? You can fast from chocolate, you can fast from drinks, you can fast from uh, uh, meat, you can fast from any kinds of things. It doesn't really matter. It's to choose what you want to fast from. Most people think that you have to fast all 40 days and you clearly can do that. But you know, in the early church, they would fast all day on Wednesday and all day on Friday and every other day was perfectly fine. So it doesn't have to necessarily be all day long. My personal fast this year is going to be from the lunch hour. I'm not going to have lunch. And during that time, I'm going to commit myself to either reading scripture, in prayer with God, or in relationship with other people. And so I'm going to choose to take up a spiritual cause. So food can be in any special way. And there's also the Daniel fast. That doesn't mean you skip all food. It means you eat only vegetables and water. So maybe that's an option for you as well. All kinds of options with regard to food. Another form of fast, and one that we've taken up in modern day, is what we'll just call behavior. Uh, look, we all look at media, right? Information, uh, social media, news. Perhaps you could fast from one of those. It doesn't necessarily have to be every single day. It could be, um, you know, one day a week, or it could be a certain time frame within a given day. But fasting from any of those things, shopping, how about that? That might cause uh, concern for some of you, but maybe it's the way you shop or the places you shop or the items you shop for. Perhaps you can abstain from those for a period of time. And certainly alcohol is a common one with regard to behavior. And then finally, uh, habits. What are these things that we sometimes do that, golly, we don't even pay attention that we're doing them. But maybe if we could focus on them, they're so habitual that we, we sort of uh, write them off. That if I were to curb my tongue, perhaps, something I need from time to time, or certain forms of media, or certain my attitudes about people or others or circumstances. If I can fast from those things for this period of time, it can change my heart, it can change my understanding, and it can help take me from being empty to being full in this relationship with God. So friends, the goal of fasting, you see, is all about relationship and all about our desire for this connection with God. And you can find freedom and you can find strength, you can find commitment and you can find discernment for decisions and ways to move about in your daily faith. Over the next many weeks, we're gonna be discussing how that can work and how you can find those blessed gifts from the practice of fasting. Let me also remind you that during this season, we're not only going to be fasting so that we can gain this relationship with God, but we're also going to be committing ourselves in moving from empty to full to helping our friends and our neighbors in Mozambique go from empty to full as well. As you heard from the generosity story earlier in our service, we're going to commit to $50,000 to raise throughout the season of Lent and use that money to help reinstitute and re-engage the mobile clinics, which literally took health care into uh, the villages, education, and care and concern for those who might not otherwise have it on so many levels. They go without, but the mobile clinic that you will provide will help them gain life and health and wholeness. 
Let me give you two suggestions about ways you can help fund this. For some of you, your fast will free up funds in your personal budget. Use that freedom to help fund this opportunity. That would be a great gift. For others of you, your fast isn't going to save you any money at all just because of the nature of, the, of your fast. And so let me recommend one way to think about it is each week give the equivalent of whatever an hour of your work time is. Commit that to this cause so that we can help those who need help and they can receive hope and life and security. Friends, I'm excited about what Lent brings and the ways in which we will together collectively go from empty to full. My prayer for you and my prayer for myself is that we will enter into a time of prayer and fasting throughout this season. Pray for Mozambique, pray for your fasting, and pray for God's discernment about how we can continue to serve God in the world and in our region so that we can help people grow in a powerful relationship with Jesus. Thanks be to God that this tool is available to us to grow that relationship too. Will you pray with me? Holy and loving God, thank you for the gift of fasting. Help us, God, not so much to look on it as a punishment or penance, but rather, God, as a gift, as a support, as an encouragement, and certainly, as Jesus did, as freedom and strength to serve you and to share you in the world. God, this is our prayer, and we lift it with the excitement of a relationship with Jesus and for the power that he gives us this day and the next. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, let me thank you in advance for the powerful ways you are helping make ministry full, not only this day, but every day. And I look forward to the ways you will commit to Mozambique and to the general ministry of this church this week. You can always do that by texting the letters TMUMC to the number 45777 or by going online to tmumc.org give where you can schedule your giving or give a one-time gift. But thank you for all that you do to make ministry possible.